Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Week 6 in college football exposed the pretenders like UCF, Auburn, Iowa, and Washington. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the president of the Pac-12 Eating Itself fan club. And with me, as usually always, is AJ, Roll Pony Express, Marchese. Uh, Shane Bouchel is the best passer in the country. <laughs> Today, we'll talk all about the 2020 NFL draft prospects we saw from week six of college football. Then, we'll preview and pick the huge week seven matchups. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a 2 don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you can bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie. Okay. Uh, week six, college football. Pretty pretty interesting week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it was riveting for me. Spent, I don't know, 14 hours in front of the TV. Uh, it's healthy. Yeah, I mean, I don't tell people what I do on the weekends because it's just two straight days of not moving. Mm-hmm. Uh. Our ESPN College Game Day celebrity picker was Emmett Smith. Uh, what'd you think? We should have predicted that one. Sorry? Uh, we should have predicted we should, that we one. Um, <laughs> wasn't there... Didn't he, like, fuck up saying uh, he got a team wrong or something? Yeah, Emmett wasn't great. He's okay. What, 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 what kind of grade did you give him? Uh, C. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, C. I gave him a six and a half, so I guess that's pretty similar. I think that's... A, yeah, it's like, no, I think that's a same. I don't love, I'm going to be honest, I don't love when they just get, like, 
uh, a really mainstream alum, like football alum. I, uh, like, what, what, I, do you, what do you expect from college game day against Pickerel? That's the big question. I like. I thought the Gabrielle Union one was so great because she's like a diehard Nebraska fan. Yeah, I think she would have been better if Dwayne Wade wasn't. Yeah, we, but we I mean, had that talk. Like, I think the perfect person for it is someone who, like, isn't a normally associated with said school, but is like a diehard fan. Grew up watching them. Still watches them. Because, like, a lot of the time, like, I'm sure Emmett Smith cheers for Florida, but, like, I don't think Emmett Smith's a diehard Florida fan, even though he played there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and you more associate him with the Cowboys than his Florida career anyway. I think, like, yeah, for sure. I 100% agree. I think it's, like, if you're if you're going to, like, a school that doesn't have game day too often or a smaller program, but they have, like, one superstar alum that the whole but like like Iowa State loves, and that's getting okay. Seneca Wallace would have been this exact it, scenario, and they blew that. Exactly. And that would be amazing. But Florida has like a, a billion guys that have come out of there. Emmett Smith is like, eh, whatever. Yeah, it's the same thing. You know? Like, Bo Jackson's better for Auburn because he is more like synonymous with Auburn. But mm-hmm. I feel I Multi-sport feel kind of the too. same way. I, I I much prefer when they get like someone you're not necessarily expecting, but is like lives and dies with like the Matthew McConaughey approach with Texas is perfect. But McConaughey's the best. Yeah, but, like, Gabrielle Union was perfect for Nebraska. And, like, I didn't even know it. it. You're saying it should have been Steven Root. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Week 7, they're uh, they're heading to Baton Rouge uh, for Florida LSU, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any guesses? I kind of don't like that it's Florida again, but I don't know why. No, I know. I feel the same. In my uh, weekly NFL draft column, I pick the game of the week. For prospects, and last week it was Auburn, Florida, and this week it's Florida LSU. It's like it's just the same names of guys, but you can still read it at armchairmedianetwork.com. So, uh, I don't know who's who else you have. I can't even think. Uh, in terms of like non athlete, yeah, uh, LSU uh, famous alumni. This is a good, uh, <laughs> good Google. We put so much work into Shaq. this show. It's if they insane. got Shaq, like I'm cool with Shaq. Uh, Shaq makes a lot of if, sense. If Pistol yeah. was alive. Oh, James Carville. That's my pick. Oh, didn't, hasn't he done yeah, it before? Yeah, he's great too. But he's I great. love yeah. how he talks. The Raging Cajun, baby. Um, uh, if Alex Bregman's free that day. <laughs> Will he be wrong? Make the prediction now. No, they're, they're taking the title. Okay. Uh, what about Big um, Baby Davis? <laughs> That's like your last call move. No, Matt Flynn's the last call. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. Of, Kevin Falk is a low key good one. I think so like too. But a, like, there's no way. I agree. Yeah. So my my, uh, my top three is Shaq, the Raging Cajun, the Raging Cajun, or the Ghost of Pistol Pete, or Jamarcus Russell. I, but it'll never happen. Uh, no, never I know because he's busy. He's getting in shape again. Uh, okay, do you predict it's going to be one of those three or a random country music singer? Uh, I bet it's a random country. Louisiana definitely has country singers. Actually, it probably yeah, won't yeah. even be one associated with Louisiana. It's just a Florida Georgia Lion. The Chainsmokers. Those are their first two calls every week. Uh, my prediction is it's, it's Ben Simmons draining threes. Ooh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, into our week six superlatives. 
Speaking of Louisiana, who's the best freshman you saw this week? Fuck, spoiler alert, Rob. We, we have the same one, I guess. Speaking of Louisiana State University, I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah, I went with uh, Derek Stingley. Stingley. I, I think it's Junior. Stingley, right? I hope. I, yeah, like Stingley is a cooler name, but it's probably Stingley. I don't, you know what's I don't sad know. is the amount of college football we watch, and we hear these names, we and know. we still don't know. Yeah, I think is. about that all the time. It's like I watched this whole whole game. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Still, you know what our issue is? Like we we mute tape too usually, so we don't hear the names. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, but this, I think this got to be the, at least the second time he's been mentioned on the pod. He's already one of the five best corners in the country. I think. Ex- yeah, exactly. I think you had him uh, week one or two. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's been, he's been phenomenal. The interception was just a hell of a play. The the, the ball skills, the ability to track that ball, just so impressive. But yeah, definitely, um, lots of people saying he's the top and, five corner of the country right and now. He's been hyped since the day he stepped on campus. They were saying, like, yeah, there was like he's better than Christian Fulton already, and mm-hmm. apparently he is. But yeah, he's yeah, a future he first round pick. Um, LSU is DBU. Just for the record, between uh, I threw okay. a couple more names down. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau had his kind of breakout performance for Oregon, the, the yep. five star pass rusher. He picked up two sacks versus Cal. He looked great, explosive, long. He he just like looks like the in the same way like the young Chase Youngs, the young JD Clowney's. Like they just built to do this. Yeah, he's he's physically imposing for sure. Uh, and a hit on one of your guys, Daxton Hill, Justice Hill's brother. <laughs> the Michigan corner, he looked great against Iowa. Yeah. Broke up a pass, came down for a big TFL. Oh, I like him a lot. And, and uh, just a sweet in the pot. The freshman QB for Tennessee, he got them out to an early lead on Georgia mm-hmm. and they didn't score again. But it fell apart, yeah. Like, had they gone with him from the start of the season, uh, I think like he, he'd be a guy maybe more people are talking about. He looked pretty good. Brian Moore. Moyer. When you can start, Jared, Gor- Gor- see another name Gorantano. I'm bad at saying. That's a tough name, Gorantano. You got to do Facts. it. But yeah, I don't know. Tennessee's a mess. But yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're not good. Uh, anyway, best sophomore you saw? Uh, I'm going to the trenches. Going to the offensive line Ooh. position. Yeah, we haven't done it too much. I got to do it. Wyatt Davis, the redshirt sophomore guard for Ohio State. I won't say the. Uh, you in on Davis, your boy from your first Their offensive line has looked really good the last two weeks. Yeah, a couple. Um, I mean, Munsford is eligible, obviously. A couple uh, sophomore guys on the interior, but yeah, retro sophomore, sophomore, so technically eligible. But six four three thirteen, he just looked nasty in the run game. Uh, a couple pancakes, just he plays with a mean streak. I think that that's uh, just it, the biggest difference overall with Ohio State this year. Even yeah. though it's a lot of new starters, this offensive line is so much. I know they haven't like Michigan State's a good D, like multiple NFL players on That's the D line though. Exactly. No, no, no. I know you're gonna about to say they haven't played anyone, but no, no. The, the Michigan State's defensive line is like they they handled Willikies and Raquan Williams. I thought exactly, exactly. Um, he's been solid in pass pro. I don't think spectacular, but the 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 run game ability moves really well. Uh, really interesting guy, Rob. Yeah, that like I said, the whole offensive line looks so much better, which is surprising because it's new faces. It's, it's all new faces, exactly. Um. My first one here is Auburn's wide receiver, Seth Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. Four for 79 and a touchdown against Florida. Should have had another touchdown, but Bo Nix sucks. Yeah. Uh, he, he, I don't know. CJ Henderson got caught uh, checking out the backfield. Yeah. And Williams blew by terrible. him, and it should have been like a 59 yard touchdown, but an awful throw 
made it a 41-yard gain instead. He's he's yeah. big, athletic. Each week, I, I've seen like Auburn play way too much. But, yeah, yeah each week he stands out. Just a he does. big body with downfield speed. I, I like uh, I like him a lot. It kind of sucks that they can't consistently get Williams and Schwartz going. Like, you know, you'll get flashes from both yeah, of them. Yeah, Schwartz but... is like every other game gets a sick gadget play. Exactly, yeah. I also, for the second time, put down Oregon safety Javon Holland. He's mm-hmm. a, a Still... man. Yeah, for uh, sure. He had a, he had an easy interception, but like other than that, like he just looked great overall in coverage. He's a really physical tackler, and he he's a really good punt returner. He had a twenty four year punt return that led to a score in a close win over Cal. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I know Oregon defense is really good. Oregon, like, there's there's a lot of talent on that team except about wide receiver. But the, but the like it sucks because the receiver situation like Pittman finally got healthy. Yeah. And he looked pretty good. He did, um, yeah. Another freshman there. But, uh, like, Jawan Johnson yeah. hasn't played. No. And it sucks. Um, it's, like, just Jacob Breland making plays for them. But, yeah, their defense, every level has NFL guys on it. It's, uh, it's like, I think their defense is Pac-12 championship worthy. It's really just the offense mm-hmm. that needs to catch up. Yeah. Uh, Too bad they don't have a quarterback. Yeah. would be nice if they, they did stuff other than run inside and in bubble, bubble screens. screens. Uh, okay. <laughs> Who is your weekday warrior? Was not a great week for weekday warrior. I watched a single no. weekday college football game, uh, Central Florida Cincy on Friday night. Yeah, I, I think you got to go to that game for you guys. Uh, I'll go to the losing side. I'll go with Gabe Davis, the wide receiver. Had a pretty impressive uh, game. 13 catches, 170 yards. Still, I think he's a little up and down overall. But I, I think he's going to be an interesting guy. athleticism, size, interesting for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Their quarterback was awful, though. Um, I forget his name. Gabriel. Freshman. Yeah, Gabriel, Gabriel Davis. Yeah. No. Gabriel no. Dillon. His last name's Gabriel. Yeah. Dillon Gabriel. That's just like, like seven names. Uh, okay, I, I got, first of all, uh, Cincinnati's tight end, Josiah DeGuara. Mm-hmm. He has been very, very good quietly this year. We talked about him before, but I think he's got a good chance, just the combination of blocking and – um, his ability to win down the seam. I think he's got a chance to be a top ten tight end in the class. Yep. And then they're running back Michael Warren, who yeah, I love a, a good hefty running back. I swear Michael Warren looks like twenty pounds heavier this year. And uh, yeah, one hundred fifty two total yards against UCF, just chugging away. Um, I think he's really interesting. And then one of my my summer sweethearts, UCF linebacker Nate Evans. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> this dude made every tackle for the Central Florida defense. I swear. He was sideline to sideline. 17 tackles. Uh, looked good blitzing. Picked up a TFL. I, I still really like him. Like, as that old school thumper, like, you take him on day mm-hmm. three. Like, he he's not a starter, but I think there is something there with him. Uh, okay, best prospect you saw this week? Uh, a guy we've already done before. It's hard to change it. Well, I mean, Chase Young's though. consistently the best, so. Exactly. I just don't want to keep going to Chase Young. And I mentioned him later, so it's like um, just being lazy. I want Derek Brown. Uh, I know they lost to Florida, but he was consistently in the backfield. Only got one sack, um, four total tackles, uh, but <laughs> two fumble recoveries. He almost has the touchdown, but the turf monster got him. The, uh, I think he – sorry. I, I have him down here as well. Uh, I was just going to say yeah. that strip sack was sick. Yeah, it was. And, like, just like the like – he's like a big bear moving – 
moves really well, and I mean, feels like he's locked himself into the top ten, right? I, just because <laughs> I'm not going to say yes, just because the amount of quarterbacks. Yeah, no, that's but fair. That's the top fair. ten prospect. Then yeah. yeah, probably. I think I think he's gonna go wire to wire as my number one interior defensive lineman in the class. Yeah, he feels like it for um, sure. Although Marvin Wilson's sneaking up. But uh yeah, Brown, I don't know, like six four, three twenty, but those arms are so freaking long. Yeah. yeah. And then he looks athletic consistently. Mm-hmm. He can play one tech, he can play three tech. Like I mean, I've an Akeem Hicks comp on him. It's a big, I, I kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, just like the combination of size, short area quickness, and the arm length. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, another best prospect, Chase Young. Like, I, yeah. just one TFL and a half sack against Michigan State, but he was causing all sorts of issues, leading to other people getting sacks. And he's an every week guy here. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Thomas, the Georgia left tackle. Yeah, that's a good choice. Now, Georgia struggled early, but he was not struggling. He was just moving people. And, like, it's not like – like, Tennessee is bad, but they, in theory, have high recruits. Um, maybe they can't develop them, but he he just – he looked like a franchise left tackle in both the pass and yeah. run game. Like, he's a guy who I don't think he can get out of the top five picks. Uh, agree. Like, yeah. he, he'll be, I think, the first – first offensive player that isn't a quarterback off the board? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, unless, like, Judy does it somehow, but... But, like, even, like, think about the teams that will be picking there that don't need, like, if you're the Jets, the Cardinals, Cardinals, like, you would take Andrew Thomas over Judy. No, 100%. Maybe not, like, the Jets. Especially because the depth of the receiver class, though. No, I would, I would, I agree, but you never know with the Jets. That's fair. No, I know. Honestly, with um, uh, Joe, Joe Douglas in charge, I think they yeah. would go Andrew Thomas. If Mike McCagnum so was in charge, then like who knows? You got to protect uh, Donald Spleen now yeah. too. So. Point. Uh, okay. Uh, what players you got shooting up the board this week? Uh, I go back to Action Davis. I think we mentioned. Okay, him, yeah, but... yeah, that that I think he was like the first name I wrote down when I was yeah. putting my notes together. Yeah, just such an impressive performance against Oregon. I mean, they lost, but it doesn't matter because he had seven tackles, had a pick. Just looks super rangy. That that big hit to break up the that one was pass my favorite, too. like one of my favorite plays of the week. Yeah, it was it was really impressive. Um, he's just a bullet back there, and like man. we know, like he is one of the most athletic players in the country. Mm-hmm. He bring, like he is so physical. He's over aggressive to the point where he'll miss tackles. Which is like a bang, yeah. but I give me that over a guy who just doesn't want to tackle. Hundred uh, percent. And it's a nice bounce back game because I thought he struggled a lot against Arizona State. He missed a couple open field tackles. He's actually one of mm-hmm. my sliders last week, and this week he's my number one riser. Um, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the interception. There was a bad play by Herbert, but a good read and jump in front by Davis and ball skills. Yep. He's a he's a guy who seems like he's just gonna end up. He's the type of safety you and me both kind of fall in love with through the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I have him as well. And then Joe Burrow. I know it was Utah State, but it was kind of a marquee game just because everyone was watching because of Jordan Love. Yeah. And Jordan Love, uh, more on him in a bit. But yep. Burrow, <laughs> like there was there was uh, multiple GMs at the game because of the two QBs. Yep. And Burrow threw for 344, ran for 42, six total touchdowns. It was easy sailing for him. 
He just keeps doing everything right. Really, really this Florida game is going to be the biggest thing for him, yeah. like, to yeah. this point at least. Uh, I'm super excited to see him in that. But, yeah, like, right now he's he's done everything to put truth behind that potential first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, do you have anybody else? Yeah, because you mentioned him. I haven't. Isaiah Hodgins, again. Yeah. He's so fun. Um, yeah, monster game. 10 catches, 123 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, just it's like out of nowhere, but I mean, I know we've talked about it, but like just so impressive. But, but um, because of Oregon State, I think like the general, like I know like draft Twitter, we all know who he is, but like I think the yeah. general, maybe like college football fan wouldn't necessarily have heard his name very frequently. Yeah, no, I, I saw him get some love on uh, not really love, but they cut into one of the games with his touchdown highlight, so at least it's a little bit of a window for him. Yeah, least, in yeah. six, six, three, six, four. Great route yeah. runner, really smooth. Just he's gonna be a top uh, one hundred pick for sure. Um, I think he's a potential top ten receiver in the class. Even class is so deep as we keep yeah. on saying. And, and like I think he's a, a dark horse for the Bolitnikov. He's fifth in the country in receiving yards right yeah. now. Second in touchdowns. The guy who's first in receiving yards and first in touchdowns is an Arkansas State receiver. Yeah. It just feels like it's going to be hard not to give it to Tyler to Wallace like, or Jerry Judy or Henry yeah. Ruggs. It, like one of the, I was about to say, I was going to say one of the Bama guys. They gave it to yeah. Judy last year now. I wonder if that would deter them from doing it again. Interesting. That would be interesting. Um, like Devonta Smith leads all the Alabama receivers in yards. It's true. Uh, and, of course, there's Sage Surratt. I, I, I really think it's going to uh, Tyler Wallace, though, unless like something statistically hurts him going forward. Uh, yeah, and they're they're just gonna keep airing it exactly. out. Exactly, like I I have a hard time seeing anyone else uh, when and he like everyone knows he, he was a finalist last year too. Uh, It'd be pretty interesting to see if like if Wallace feels like the lock, but then Chuba Hubbard ends up like being statistically the best running back in the in the country. Yeah, well, I mean, right now, like everyone's talking about Jonathan Taylor for the Heisman, rightfully so, but he's behind yeah. Hubbard and Dobbins in rushing yards. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like it feels like he's the the, the dope walker right now. For sure, right? Taylor? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think Hubbard has a, has yeah, a case. Hubbard has more touchdowns. Like, the, the thing with Dobbins, talking straight statistics, but, like, Dobbins has, like, yeah. six or seven less touchdowns than, than both. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, Hubbard. Uh, okay, I got I got two more for shooting up the board. Uh, Let's do it. Sticking with your team at corner, Levert Hill. Yeah, finally his first, like, bigger game he, of the year. He, early in the game, he... Uh, he struggled on a couple of reps, and I was like, ooh, that's not great. And then he just turned up, and he had a great interception great, on, yeah. on a potential Iowa scoring drive. Um, he's really physical despite the lack of size. Yeah, He feels like similar to what David Long, the other Michigan corner last year, where it's like <laughs> yeah. he'll probably end up similar. going late day two-ish. Yeah. But like you, Early day three. Like yeah. everyone's going to like him. Yeah, no, I agree, and they're they're pretty they're kind of similar guys. Yeah, both like kind of lack size, but they'll play press and, and they're te- technically sound, and like they got some nickel potential. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And another guy, a guy we haven't really mentioned um, because the U is not back, but Jeff Thomas might be mm-hmm. um, because for whatever reason, I watched that entire game, and honestly, it was really fun. <laughs> it was, it was bizarre as hell. Like yeah, Vodtech, Went went up because Jerome Williams kept throwing interceptions, and then Miami came all the way back with the Cozy Perry at QB, including a Hail Mary touchdown. But 
Jeff Thomas just looked so explosive and crisp with his routes. He had 124 mm-hmm. yards receiving, uh, two touchdowns. And it was just kind of like his first big game of the year where it's like kind of a reminder that this dude's in this class too and he's a potential day two guy. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, too many guys, Rob. There's too many receivers again. Uh, yeah, they <laughs> uh, like I. It's it's crazy that last year it felt like there was too many receivers, but exactly, this year yeah. it's the same thing in terms of depth. But the top end guys are so much better. Uh, exactly. Like obviously we only had uh, Hollywood Brown going the first, and, but... and uh, Nikhil Harry. Oh yeah, shit. Sorry. I guess it, you there don't you consider too. the last pick of the first round a first round pick though. No, no, the Patriots pick doesn't count. Because it should have been taken away. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they cheated somewhere. <laughs> they can't keep winning like that. Okay, sliding down the board for you? Uh, speaking of cheating, a little bit of a low one, but, like, on the old draft Twitter, there was still a little bit of uh, the old Brian Lewerke, is he something, tweets. I uh, Look, we were, we've both been interested in Brian Lewerke for a while now. I just don't like. It wasn't even a bad game. I just don't think he's anything worth a, more than a late, like late, late pick. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying just the the consi- I, He needs to be more consistent. I know the flashes are interesting, but we have, we can't keep saying this for three years. Like, and still think he's you know a mid round guy. I, I I don't know. Uh yeah no I I mean really after the. Seven QBs everyone's talking about. None of these QBs yeah. are very interesting. No. Like, the senior bowl, I think, is going to be a huge yeah. stepping stone for some of these guys to kind of be the next guy after those seven. But, yeah, it's not a great group. And, like, even um, the top dudes struggled this week, too. Mm-hmm. Like, my number one sliding down the board is Jordan Love. Yeah, I think that's... He's my he's my prospect who made me look stupid. He, he so. started off. He made a couple of those wow Jordan Love throws where it's like he's all exactly, athleticism. Yeah. He he ripped one down the field. And he looks so good throwing on the move, but he also just doesn't read defenses very well. Forced a handful of balls in the coverage through three picks. Completed only fifty percent of his throws, and just yeah. barely made a dent on LSU. See, he's my he's my made me look stupid because. Speaking of Michigan State, I, I expected him not to go out and rip LSU because it's one of the best defenses in the country. But I expected him to go in and look, or hoped at least, that he looked good. And he didn't. There was the flashes. But it's, I, I, I hope for like a Michigan State-like performance. He, he's a guy he, where the senior bowl is going to be huge if he ends up going there. Yeah. He, he is a retro yeah. junior if he's graduated, I mean. but No, for sure. Um, it's just like with him, it's so much upside and uh, physical tools. And, mm-hmm. and you could turn this guy into a Pro Bowl quarterback, but it's going to be a process. He's just very, very raw right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, I, I mean, I got three QBs here who were potential first-round guys, or are potential first-round guys. Because I thought Justin Herbert struggled too. He did. Uh, yeah. He had a touchdown, a pick, completed just over 60% of his throws against Cal. He just, where it, it's like, Everything looks so good with him. It's just the end outcome is never all that impressive. I know. know. Like, he'll make a handful Uh, of wow ball placement throws. He doesn't really turn the ball over. He's got, uh, obviously, the size and the athleticism, the arm. He's really clean mechanically, uh, both upper and lower body. It's just like 
I, I know the Oregon offense is just not a good offense to be playing in for him, and the receivers do not get open. But I do think it's going to slow some people from loving Justin Herbert. Let me say that. like I think I've gotten to the point where I know he's not going to answer all the questions, and I'm just ready to see him on an NFL field. I'm ready to see him at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, which is almost an NFL field, but yeah. But yeah, like with Herbert, for me, I I mean, I was hoping there'd be a big uptick this year and like he'd be a legit Heisman contender and kind of carry this Oregon yeah. team to a Pac-12 title um, because the yeah. defense is so good, the offensive line's really good, but yeah, the things around him kind of stopped that from happening. But like, I kind of, at this point, I'm just, I have to trust what I think he can become, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and then Jacob Eason. Really, the Washington QB really struggled against Stanford. Yeah, and this yeah. was this was kind of like his he his momentum was really starting to rev up. Um, and th- this was his like he, he to me he was much worse in this game than the Cal game. The Cal game had all kinds of reasons that things weren't working well, like drop passes and the weather and the big delay. And Cal's defense is also really really good. Yeah, uh, but in this he just he's clearly not. Close to being a finished product, huge arm, um, but yeah, the ball just jumps out of the yeah, hands, just but. inconsistent accuracy. Like of love, Herbert Neeson. Herbert to me is by far the most ready to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, love has the probably the highest ceiling though, and like Eason, I think there's just a long way to go with him, just because he hasn't really played that much. I, I think one thing we've learned though is that he can't play in the Bay Area. Facts. That is what we. So learned. if you're in the if you're in the AFC or NFC West, don't draft him. Correct. Thank you. Um, and then one one more guy, uh, offensive lineman. Iowa's left tackle, Eric Jackson. Yeah, struggled this he, week. For yeah, sure. he just – I know he's coming off the injury, but he looked really poor in pass protection. Mm-hmm. I, I still like him, but I think maybe he's a guard. Yeah, I saw, I saw that talk this week, which would be interesting because I – I think he'd be a really interesting guy, though. Yeah, he well, great size. And he's physical and he's mean. He's got athleticism. It's just his pass sets aren't very good, and he like mm-hmm. he he'll like overcommit one way or the other, and he doesn't have great balance. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, still interests me, and he can still go back. Yeah, yeah, it, so. definitely. No, he's still definitely interested. I just don't think he's like. You know, he's not taking a step to be a first round left tackle or anything. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, do you have any out of nowhere prospects this week? Yeah, Alert Jackson was a perfect segue to my Damn, out of nowhere you guy. Stole him from me. <laughs> Quitty pay? Yeah, yeah. Quitty pay, man. So uh, again, um, the, he was facing Alert Jackson and uh, Tristan Wirfs, so that's a big time uh, matchup for him. Uh, had two and a half sacks, had four tackles. But he's a guy that's flashed over his first uh, couple years at Michigan. So I was kind of excited to see him get on the field more and put it all together and kind of felt like it, it was this game. He's listed at 6'4", 227. I think he moves well for being that big. I don't know if he's quite that big, but interesting guy, and I'm kind of glad that he's getting the chance to put it together now. Yeah, I, I, uh, he just dominated Larry Jackson. Mm-hmm. He... Um... The Michigan front really just dominated Iowa's offense in general. Yeah. But, yeah, he was the one leading the charge for sure. Um, I had him, obviously. I My other guy's from this game as well. And he's actually a guy who I liked a bit during the summer. Uh, but now he's really starting to get some buzz. Um, Geno Stone, the Iowa safety. 
Oh yeah, I remember you liked yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> I just liked him because I thought he was a good physical tackler, which he clearly is because he he was doing that against Michigan. But he uh, mm-hmm. he's making some plays in coverage too at a pick. Uh, I think he's a nice little sleeper safety. He's only a junior, so interesting. Yeah. Um, did any prospects make you look stupid or just Jordan Love? Uh, no, I already had Jordan Love, but yeah, like. I mean, already sad. I just, I just wanted to see something close to the Michigan State performance last year, and which was just such a pleasant surprise, obviously. And this was the opposite of a pleasant surprise. Yeah, uh, I know. Um, I put down Damon Arnett, the Ohio State corner. All right. Because I was, I, I mean, we've heard his name buzzed for a really, really long time, like fifteen years or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I, I've like, I've liked his tools. But yeah. I'd never thought he was like, like I, to me he was always similar to Kendall Sheffield last year, where it's like I get why he was a high recruit, but he never really put it together at Ohio State. Someone takes him on day three to hoping hoping to develop him. But Arnett, um, with him, it's always been like that. He's really physical, but too physical takes a lot of penalties. Against Michigan State, though, he he looked really good under L. Stewart, um, and he forced a fumble, and he mm-hmm. just. He's a kind of get that SOB mentality at corner, that swag. I think he's kind of a a sleeper corner going forward, especially because he's a senior. If he goes to the senior bowl and shows up, um, in a deep class, he's one of the better senior corners, I think. You know what's funny? It feels like the years that um, the Ohio State DBs get like a lot of love in the offseason, they never turn out to be what they're supposed to be. And then the years where it's like a little less or quiet, they have a great secondary. Yeah, all, like Sean Wade has been unbelievable. And then obviously Okuda's exactly. first round type of, or law. And like Okuda didn't even get the – it felt like he didn't even get as much like hype as Sheffield did last year in the summer. Yeah, yeah no, mm-hmm. well he – in Ohio State circles, he certainly did. Yeah, I was he, he, he was a he was a big recruit, but um, yeah, no, I know, but you know, like national yeah. and drafted, it's it's fine. Yeah, uh, and also from that game, I put Darrell Stewart down because I was I, I watched some tape prior to the game. I was like, I really like Darrell Stewart, and like mm-hmm. his numbers weren't bad, sixty eight yards a score, and like he he's definitely a day three potential guy, but just the drops with him are brutal I think they said he has 8 already on the season he had 1 or 2 in this game and I was thinking like maybe he could be a sneaky senior bowl guy who shoots up maybe goes potentially late day 2 maybe not so much yeah. in his class but early yeah. day 3 but um, just those drops like I, I personally am very turned off by receivers who have iffy hands I mean, makes sense, right? Well, I don't know. Like, uh, that's burned me in the past. But you know what? You're right, though. There's always guys that have the major physical tools or they're a burner or something, and we look past the hands every year. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, well, but I, I think it hap- happens to me where I look, I, I don't look past the hands and I'm wrong. I get too obsessed with, like, Will Fuller. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like he can do everything else. He just isn't doesn't have the best hands in the world. Um, but anywho, big game this week. Yeah, <laughs> good week to mention. Uh, yeah. Best prospect versus prospect matchup. Uh, speaking of Fuller and speaking of Jacob Eason, I, I went with Eason and Fuller against the Stanford defense and specifically uh, Paulson Adebo. You already talked about Eason, uh, and you're dead on. Struggled in this game, but <laughs> Fuller had a good game. But he's been really up and down this year. 
like how, how like I want to ask you at this point because we're both big Fuller fans at this point how are you feeling about him? I think like he's got awesome body control and makes some wowza yeah. catches, but also like yeah. the Cal game I think I counted three drops. Um, his hands are a little inconsistent. I don't know how he'll test. Like I think he's a, a nice day two slot type of guy, like uh, in I the feel, Sterling Shepard mold. I agree, and he had nine for one hundred seventy one in this game. That's a good game. Um, Adibo, I don't know if he's had the the big season that we've looked for, right? He's been a little up and down. Exactly. I, 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 I mean, he had a pretty big game in this, though. He looked good. No, yeah, I, I, that's why I brought it up. Because Fuller looked solid, but then it was just Easton struggling. Yeah. Who do you have? Uh, uh, first, Kevin. Herbert versus Ashton Davis, which, I mean, we already talked about yeah. them both. Was, uh, yep. I mean, Ashton Davis kind of had his number, though. Um, he did. Yeah. Kind of a, maybe a slightly more low-key one. Uh, Prince Tigo Winoga, the Auburn left tackle against Jonathan Grenard, the edge from Florida. That is more low-key. Okay, talk uh, about Grenard, I thought, had a really impressive game. Now, he also is a prospect who have played the box score for me because mm-hmm. he didn't actually pick up any sacks, but he's really disruptive. He's just a hard-nosed, big-motor, physical guy who doesn't have all the athletic traits, but... He's going to go day three and give you 10 years of productive play. And then yeah. with Winoga, it's like you see all this athleticism, raw upside. He's a guy who could potentially sneak into the first round. And it was just a good battle of two very different styles of football, I thought. Interesting. That's cool. Uh, and J.K. Dobbins versus Joe Batchy. Yeah, that's a good one. Because yeah. it's like <laughs> Dobbins is ripping off all these runs. Batchy's making every tackle. Batchy had a really nice game. He's been. He, he did have if a really he good test game. well. Him and Evan Weaver, if they test well, it's just the the consistency as tacklers and the in- instincts. Yeah. It's they're going to be really interesting, and their stocks going to be like carried by how they test. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, prospect who played the box score for you? Easy one. I well, Chase Young, like you said, he only had four tackles, half a sack. But it was, he was involved in, like, every play. He was being his guy every snap. I mean, even when he, even when he doesn't put up big numbers, I feel like I've already said this, but he just looks like the best guy on the field. Yeah, and they had they had that – I didn't mention him. I can't remember his name now. But they, they had this other freshman pick up a sack because of Chase Young in this game. Yeah, yeah. And he was, um, like, 6'5", 250 already or something. <laughs> it's like, they're just – Yeah. Is Ohio State going to become edgy now? It's pretty crazy, man. And, like, and it's uh, just they have another freshman who earlier in the season I was impressed with at edge. So like I don't know. It, it's pretty crazy that like I mean I guess the rest of college football is lucky that they didn't really have to block Young and Bosa last year. Either. Yeah, for real. It just they're <sighs> incredible. Um, I put down Chase Young as well. I already mentioned Jonathan Grenard uh, against Auburn. Um, I also put Oregon nose tackle Jordan Scott. He was clogging mm-hmm. up the interior uh, against Cal, just eating space. He had a big, um, I think, third and one uh, run stuff. And I know we don't love nose tackles, especially guys who aren't going to add a ton on passing down. But yeah, um, I really like Jordan Scott as like a Danny Shelton-esque nose where like Danny Shelton's turned into a... Like, had he not... Had Danny Shelton not been... Drafted as insanely high. high as he was drafted as a nose tackle. Let's say the Patriots took Danny Shelton in the third round. We'd be talking about how how good a massive hit. Yeah, like how good a nose tackle he is. 
I love Danny me, Shelton. Me too. <laughs> but um, you know what? Let me, let me throw uh, one more guy for I'll, I'll play the boss for. I'll know Ohio State defense too. I thought Malik Harrison had a really nice game. Yeah, he he he. They got him. They got um, Tough Borland, and they got Baron Browning, and they got Pete. They got a bunch of linebackers there. Yeah, I I, I mean Harrison's been the intrigue. I think I think he's the best football time. player. Yeah, only two tackles, but uh, it felt like he was all over the field. Had the fumble recovery, obviously, but... And, and just staying with the linebackers, there, I think Baron Browning's the most interesting in terms of athleticism. Mm. I think Harrison's a good athlete, though, too, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the, their defense in general looks so much better now that Greg Chiano's gone. I'll just uh, throw that <laughs> one in there. Uh, yeah, it's, you're not wrong. Uh, prospect is being overhyped. Okay, so this is a guy that I think I was like one of the first ones on the train, uh, and you mentioned him already in the show. Uh, looked good this week against Cal, but uh, the reason I'm uh, this it's, it might be a little cherry picking, but the reason I'm putting him overhyped is because I saw him get mocked in the first round of a mock draft. Do not say Evan Weaver's name. Jacob Breland. Oh, okay. I, I think that, I think that's no. insane too. I just thought you were gonna say Evan Weaver. No, no, no. I wasn't. No, you know, I wasn't on the Evan Weaver train. You were, and I was wrong. Uh, Breland, remember, I liked him for like three years now. But. Yeah, no, it's funny because actually, Dame Brugler wrote an article this week about the like 10 kind of seniors who snuck up and are shooting up the draft board. And, and Breland was one of them. And he wasn't like saying first round pick or anything. Breland's been really, really good. But yes. that's still an insane take. Like, he is. It was. It was pick 32 to the Patriots, which we already said is not a real first round pick. That feels like an insane take. Um, I, I like Jacob Breland. You like Jacob Breland. If he were to go that early, like he would have to test incredibly. He doesn't look like that kind of athlete. Yeah, I think he's a good athlete, but like you said, yeah, he'd have to like absolutely blow the doors off. Uh, Lucas Oil and old RCA Dome. Like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all for saying he'll be one of the first tight ends selected. First what? What? First how many? Uh, I don't know. First five tight ends selected? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a very up in the air tight end class, too. But, like, first it, round it seems is, a little yeah. insane right now. And, like, how he could end up there because it's so far away. But I, I, mm-hmm. I think that's uh, a little misleading. It just feels very reactionary to this one yes. game. Yeah. Um, I put Jake Fromm. <laughs> Like, yeah, okay. I don't know. Every week, like, he was fine against Tennessee. They were down 14-13, but then blew them out. He threw for 288, mm-hmm. two scores over 80%. But, like, it's just, with him, it's just very okay. Like, I, you're a great college quarterback, no doubt about it. But physically, it's just not that exciting. Like, I, yeah. I much more enjoyed Jordan Love's performance where he struggled, but he had these wow moments where with Fromm you get no wow moments. But I guess he, yeah. like he's not making mistakes. It's just there's not a whole lot of upside with him to the point like you're like, is he Andy Dalton? Is he Kirk Cousins? Like if you surround him with weapons, can you will you to like if you put him in a great NFL situation, I have no doubt that Jake Fromm can start in the NFL and, and, and be productive. But I just don't yeah. think it's to the point like – he just doesn't have the tools ever to be a top ten guy or like that Super Bowl winning QB in my opinion. Um, I was about to ask you who's your comp for you for from? I think I, I, I can't I'm remember less athletic Andy Dalton. If I if I Which if I, mean, I remember correctly, because like yeah, Andy Dalton Dalton's like, low key athletic. Oh yes, yeah. I, I I was a big fan. Yeah, of Andy I have Andy Dalton, Dalton to you. 
I like Andy Dalton a ton at TCU. Me too. No, very much. And he was really, really good. And he was a, like a weird. I know it's a lame term to use, but he was a winner there. And Fromm gets the. Yeah. Still kind I, of I like the Andy Dalton to Fromm comp a lot more than the Kirk Cousins, just in terms of. I think, yeah. both IQ and accuracy. Like, uh, and and Fromm's gonna go closer to where Dalton went than Kirk Cousins too. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, one more thing about Fromm is like. I feel like I like him less because of how much fun Justin Fields is and Jacob Eason is. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? no, that, that's what I mean. Like, there's just no, like, wow with him. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Like, I'd much rather if, if it was Eason or Fields starting there yeah, still. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I also yeah. put Nate Stanley's name down. Because mm-hmm. there's still, like, pretty sure he's, like, the ESPN guys is in their top five QPs or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it was not good this awful. week. Yep. And they were hyping him up so much. And it was just like, he's not very good under pressure. Like, like fine. Take him in, like, the 6th, 7th round. I get that. Like, developmental backup, whatever. Like, he's got size. He's got an arm. But, like, I don't I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Almost, so. Um, yeah, I think they're close for me. I just Give me the athleticism, Bryce Perkins. Yeah, see, Perkins has slipped for me because of just how I was looked this year, but yeah. But Nate Stanley's been dominating. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you see, he's shooting on my so board. Is Nate Stanley, uh, your Davy O'Brien recipient. Yeah, I put him. I put him in there right now. Uh, the Drew Brees Award. Too. Okay, yeah. your favorite part of the show: small school guy who got your eye. I cheated this week. I'm Rob. not surprised. What else is new? Not a small school, but it's not a Power Five school. It's just a guy I wanted to bring up because he had a monster game, and we haven't talked about him this year, I don't think. Uh, we both liked him a lot in the summer. Kurt Weaver from Boise State. Again, That's not, not a cheating. We agreed as long as it's a group of five. All right. All right. UC- I keep thinking I, I cheated. I UCF players, and it's the biggest school in the country. You're not wrong. Yeah, um, Kurt, six Weaver. total tackles. Yeah, go ahead, sir. I was just going to say, Curtis, Curtis Weaver's been fantastic this year. But like you said, it's just like at Boise State, so... And yeah. Boise State's not dominant. Like, they're really good, but they're nope. not dominant. Yeah, and just we haven't talked about him. But, yeah, he's been really good. Uh, six tackles, three sacks. It was like New Mexico State or one of those terrible schools. <laughs> Still, yeah, his, I just wanted to bring him up because he's been so good this year and we haven't talked about him. He is great with his hands. He reminds me a lot of Derek Barnett. Yep. Where it's like there's not a whole like, – Yeah. It, it, there's not athletic upside, but he's just fantastic with his hands. Um, yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't – like, I don't believe in the first round stuff just because I, I don't think there's a lot of... Like, I mean, just look at Derek Burnett. Derek Burnett's a fine football player, but he's mm-hmm. never going to be worth where he was taken. No. Yeah, you're right. I mean... But, like... I kind of like that. I remember in the summer, I, I he felt Duke Ejiofori yeah. to me. And I think he's he's a better player than Duke Ejiofori, and I love Duke Ejiofori. But I think Burnett's a good one because, like you said, just the hands are heavy and he's so good with them. Like, I like him on day two for sure. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, because this is like the fourth straight week, I had to put James Prochet down, the SMU receiver. Yes. You have because to. Because the SMU Tulsa game was, what a was game. amazing. Um, and he caught the game winning touchdown. And James Prochet is like, he just keeps racking it up, man. I learned that. James Prochet yeah. just keeps racking it up. That's more, uh, more cachet with that yeah. name, if you will. I, uh, I, I hope he's at the senior bowl. Me too. Um, I think he could very well could be. Could be your Zay Jones. <laughs> Topical. 
Uh, also from that same game, Travis Gibson, the Tulsa pass rusher. Interesting. Would you I've, like, I've, would you I've like heard that? some talk about him. Hadn't really seen him play yeah. before. Uh, yep. He's one of the best group of five pass rushers for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It's always nice to – I feel like a lot of the time the group of five guys, we pick our receivers and running backs. So here's a pass right. rusher. Two of them, baby. Uh, and you know what? Week seven, lots of fun calls. Already, man. Yeah, the season's flying by. <sighs> yeah. And you could have been making money this entire season. Could have. But you weren't. I wasn't. Because you're a fool. So, do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, head over to my bookie. Uh, did you know you can bet after kickoff? If you want to hedge your bet, if you're wrong like AJ is a lot of the time, and you got to bet the other side to make a little money, do that. Uh, so terrible this week. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and a lot, parlay like seven things. we got a couple parlay buddies. So they're a little weird, but they like to talk about their parlays. Um, so head on, to my, head on down to my bookie. You can parlay. You can hedge. You just bet regularly like us. Uh, and join now, and they'll double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. My book. Uh, let, let me tell you, my dad is a shameless parlay guy. And he I taught him how to use a computer like four years ago. So if he can do it, you can do it. Um, that's not surprising. Um, how'd you do last week, AJ? <laughs> Absolutely shit, Rob. Uh, I went two and eight. Uh, Texas didn't cover by a point. I tried to get that backdoor cover for, from Purdue. It looked good because Penn State stopped scoring, but uh, uh, no bueno there. Uh, just all around uh, horseshit week, Rob. <laughs> just a horseshit week. I went four and six, and I'm I'm happy because I beat you still. We're now both twenty six and twenty four because I've had terrible weeks the last two weeks. To me, that reads as we're both winners. You're not look. You're not wrong. We're both making money, and this is a, this is a good week to make some money and enjoy football. Uh, it's also Canadian Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Thank Rob. Um, doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't because we believe in the correct Thanksgiving, which is American. Retweet. I mean, it feels like every Canadian Thanksgiving we have a really good slate of college football because the Red River rivalry is the one we won. Always, yeah, and then always. like A and M's always playing somebody good. Uh, it was the, I think that was the A and M Clemson game was this weekend last year. Might have been, but yeah, it's always the Texas State Fair going on. Yeah, you love that. Anyway, I do love the Texas State Fair. Anyway, it's so cool. It's so cool. Uh, first game we're picking here is at noon on Fox. The Red River. Wow, I can't Red River <laughs> rivalry. That's so hard for me. It's to a do. tongue twister. Alliterations, folks. Uh, number six Oklahoma, ten point favorites uh, against. Number 11, Texas at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. What say you? Yeah, at the Texas State Fair, baby. Um, I'm excited. I think Oklahoma wins. I think Oklahoma covers. But I think it's going to be a good game. Um, Big, big, big first test for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, um, a bit of a... I don't know what word I want to use. It wasn't as good last week as he's been. Um, Still good. Still good. It was Kansas. Still good. Slow start, though. Slow start, and um, I think it might be a bit of a slow start this week, but uh, they pull it out and kick some ass. The only thing is the Texas corners have really struggled, so if they get Charleston Ramo and T.E. Lamb going and like mm-hmm. they, they quickly take like a 14-point lead, I think it's game over. Just go to that run game and 
pounded out. How many points do you think? Okay, I have no doubt Oklahoma's going to score. How many points do you think Texas puts up? The OU defense has dudes, and it, but it's inconsistent. I like Alex Grinch. I know that. Yeah. I, 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 I'm also going to take Oklahoma, and if I were to predict predict a score, I am going to say, uh, forty-one twenty-seven. Ooh. Okay. All right. All right. I'm. I'll say like something like forty-five thirty-one. Okay. I'm close, but like, I don't know what the total. I don't lo- team, like. But. I still don't like. I, I I I'm not a Sam Ellinger guy. Like he's a, he's a good college quarterback. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like he still struggles. Um, mm-hmm. their 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 offense is inconsistent. Like the running backs. Like I like Keontae Ingram, but he's banged up. Yeah, he's not consistent for sure. Like Colin Johnson's been injured. I just don't know that te- Texas has the big play guys to really keep up. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like they'll need a lot from Duvernay for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I I'm really excited though to see uh, our boy Neville Gallimore against the Texas O line. Oh, we get a Canadian. Uh, wait, what am I talking about? I was about to say we have a Canadian matchup, but we don't. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say that we do uh, during the uh, um, Oklahoma Oklahoma State game. Yeah, that's why I, was Bedlam, I don't know why. Anything. But yeah, Bedlam's not this week. Good try. This is the Red River. No, no, no. So, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. Okay, tempo. Yeah, so we both got Oklahoma. We do. Both this show's Oklahoma. a mess. The web of a rivalry makes us feel yeah. things, Rob. Uh, because ESPN loves to just have useless games uh, at noon during the Red River rivalry. Uh, ESPN will be showing South Carolina at number three, Georgia. Georgia twenty-four point favorites. Uh, sorry, quickly going back to the Web of Wobbly. Do you want to guess the total? Uh, I will say 72. 75 and a half. Good guess. Um, has South Carolina shown much of anything? Javon Kinlaw's really fucking good. That's what the... J- Javon Kinlaw. Yeah, you're right. Javon Kinlaw's look really good. So, I mean, like, Kinlaw against the Georgia offensive line is going to be fun. Javon um, Kinlaw's a guy we haven't talked about enough. Just because we right. don't really watch enough South Carolina when they're not good. You're right, and it's just yeah they haven't been playing important games, and it's hard to find spots. For yeah, him. he's like he's been really quietly awesome, uh, and this yes. is a big game for him. Like that Georgia offensive line's awesome, so seeing him kind of take over in a big moment, even if they lose by forty, uh, I think it'd be good for him. Yeah, for sure, and I think they are. I mean, Georgia doesn't feel like obviously they they pulled away from the, Tennessee. This is but. how I see this game playing out. I think that mm-hmm. Georgia just slowly beats you, which is what happened against Tennessee, where their defense is, is obviously quite good, um, but their yeah. offense is like kind of like, it's not a big play offense unless Swift kind of rips one off. For sure. Uh, so yeah. I think it'll be like kind of like after the first quarter, like a 7-3 lead for Georgia, and then mm-hmm. that becomes like 14-3, and then it becomes 17-3, and then at halftime it's like, yeah, 17-3, and then put up another 17 they win 34-3. Yeah, and that's I, just, uh, I agree with you, Rob. I think they cover. Yeah, I think they cover. I agree. Um, yeah, this, I'm sure there won't be a lot of eyes on that game because, yeah, the Red River rivalry. Uh, also, uh, nationally broadcast game during the Red River rivalry, 12 p.m. on ABC, you're number 16 Michigan, heading to Champaign to take on unranked Illinois. Uh, I got a line. Oh, did you? Because I, 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 why couldn't I find one? 
I don't know. I had to, I had to go back and look. Um, Michigan's minus 21 and a half in Champaign. Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I, I have more respect for Lovey Smith than any other Big Ten coach. I'll say that. But I'm going to take Michigan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, it crossed. It, I thought about this one, Rob. I'm gonna take Michigan too, but um, wait, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a closer is game. Is this a revenge game for Brandon Peters? Oh fuck! I didn't think about that. We're in trouble. Hey, out of respect to Lovey, because we're never gonna talk about Illinois again. Like I don't <laughs> even know how. When I saw they were uh, on our slate of nationally broadcast games, I got excited because like we're never gonna talk about them. He's done no. a pretty good job considering all things. Yeah, Reggie Corbin. Reg- He's I there. love Reggie Corbin. I'm a Reggie Corbin stan. Hey, that'd be interesting. Like this could be a big game for Reggie Corbin. They also I forget his like, name, which bad bad job by me. But they have a pass rusher, a USC transfer who like leads the country in sacks. That sounds scary. I don't like this, Rob. This sounds like a trap game. Yeah, take what? Illinois, Rob. Maybe I'm taking Illinois now. Do it. Come on. No, I don't. I do not trust Brandon Peters to run a football team. <laughs> uh, but you trust Lovey. And that's all that matters. I am excited that I, I will be watching this game. Doesn't. Yeah, like, no, I'm opposite. Doesn't it suck for me that I'm going to watch this well, game? Well, I'm going to be. When like, it's going to be on one of my three screens. I'm yeah, just excited I would love just to be recording against this defense. I would love to just uh, focus on the RRR. You know what's so weird that they they also call it the Red River Showdown, the Red River I, Shootout. The Red I, River I grew up calling it the Red River Shootout and thought I was wrong for a while. It's like I think Showdown's the official name. Yeah. I don't know. Rival, rivalry sounds right to me. It's though. The alliteration. Yeah, it's impossible for us to say. Okay. <laughs> Three thirty on CBS. Number one Alabama uh, going to Kyle Field to take on number twenty four Texas A and M. Bama seventeen and a half yeah. point favorites. I th- I personally think Texas A&M is the most overrated of the top twenty-five teams. Like I don't think they've done yeah. anything other than be a preseason <laughs> ranked like twelve to be in this spot because they they uh, lose every yeah. big game they've played. They do. It almost just feels like they're hanging on to twenty-four for uh, television ratings. That's ratings, what. That's what I they moved up from twenty-five to twenty-four. Yeah, there was, I, I forget which satirical college football website it was because there's so many of them. But uh, it was like Texas A&M, Texas A&M announces they'll play no more games this year in hopes of moving up in the polls, <laughs> like which is great. Uh, yeah, they're not moving up after this one. They're sliding right out. They're out of the top 25 because Alabama's going to go in and easily cover this yeah, spread. Yeah, Kellen Mond. Uh, if you're looking for something to look at on A&M, seeing how Justin Matabuke plays. Agree. Because we talked yeah. about him against Arkansas. He looked really good. Um, mm-hmm. If he can start stringing together a handful of games, he's really interesting. They have they have three receivers at Texas A&M who have all different times gotten draft hype. Like I saw something saying Courtney Davis could be a first round pick. We've known obviously we know about the Kendrick Rogers hype that like yep. he's the most inconsistently hyped receiver, and then Jamon yep. Osborne is like actually the best of the three. So. Seeing those guys against the Alabama secondary, which I mean, Alabama, there I've seen multiple college writers or websites or however you want to call it suggest the Alabama defense isn't that good. So, but I mean, is it going to be Mond no. and these three receivers? And, and, and the Texas <laughs> third string running back because all the other ones are injured. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I will also take Alabama. Speaking of 
Normally, I would say Florida State's overrated, but like they've played themselves out of that. Fair enough. I mean, they're not. Yeah, ranked. that's what I mean. Like, I feel like they. Oh, the last couple of years would be like ranked twenty four when they're like three and two, which they yeah, are. Exactly. But yeah, three thirty. ABC Florida State taking on number two Clemson. Uh, the Tigers are twenty six point favorites. Um, this I think is actually kind of a big game for Clemson. Because they haven't looked that impressive, yeah. right? North, they barely beat North Carolina. Uh, this is their first game since then. And, and yeah. like, I think it's important that they roll Florida State. I 100% agree. I think it's going to happen, or at least I, I kind of hope it happens. But, you know, coming off the bye, I think that's that's big. Like This is like when Alabama rolls teams like South Carolina, you're like, yeah, they're supposed to. Yeah, I, I'm not one for, like... Trying to like tear a team down for a close win, but if if Clemson comes out and after the bye week and doesn't look really impressive, um, I I get a little nervous. Yeah, definitely, and just nervous in terms of I don't think that they can compete with Bama this year. No, like they're gonna hey. win the ACC. They're gonna be in the playoff. Yeah. But no, I mean, hey, you've seen people with polls that don't have Clemson in the top four right now, and I think that's. Totally justifiable. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, the old, like, if they're number two or one through the season, it's hard to take them out if they haven't lost. But, but it's all just bright, based on a preseason poll before they've played anybody. It, you're right. It's, it's I'm kind, with like Joe Clyde on that, where the preseason poll kind of... It's the same reason mm-hmm. that A&M's ranked right now. It's kind of, like, what's the point? Yeah. Should we... I mean, is there is there a conversation to be had about eliminating the preseason poll? I think poll? The, reason it exists is for us to talk about during the off season and talk about how good certainty like it's it's just a writing like, point for writers is how 100%. I feel. like it it'll never happen because it, it's good for the business yeah, of college definitely. football but and like i like looking at it i'm not gonna lie i, th- I think mm-hmm. it, it's it's stupid but i like it <laughs> yeah but i mean realistically it, it might be harmful for college football yeah no 100 percent um, um I, I, yeah. Anyways, Clemson yeah, covers. Yeah, <laughs> I also think Clemson covers, but Florida State has guys to watch. Like I talked about, this is kind of like the first big game Mervin Wilson's gonna be playing in. They kind of yeah. put his mm-hmm. name on the map. Um, and, and obviously Cam Akers. Like the, if Cam Akers can put up uh, against them, that would be huge. Tamari and Terry. Yep. Uh, and, and they got a couple guys in the secondary. Stanford Samuels is really interesting. And hey, if you're mm-hmm. looking for a super sophomore, maybe Asante Samuel Jr. Mm. Also, Humson and Cyril Dean, their safety is one of my favorites. Uh, okay, the final 330 game on Fox, Michigan State at number 8, Wisconsin. Whiskey favored by 10. Um, who you got? I Yeah, I have Wisconsin. I mean, they, they seem to tend not to like to beat teams by many points, but... Um, I don't know. Like, I think Taylor's going to run. Yeah, I mean, just look what Ohio State did in the run game against um, against Michigan State last Mi- week. Michigan State, yeah. And in theory, Wisconsin's offensive line should be better than Ohio State's. And Jonathan yep. Taylor should be better than J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, but it's going to be really fun watching Bocce and Willikies and Davis try to stop Jonathan Taylor and go go against Beaties. And yeah, no, group. definitely. I think it's a big game for Beaties who's... Had a somewhat quiet start to the season where, like, maybe, not, like, he, he's, there's been talk that he might not be a first-round guy. Um, yeah. Seeing him against Raekwon Williams, I think, will be huge. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, what was I going to say? Oh, I think it's like I think Wisconsin barely covers the ten points. I think it's like a yeah. I mean, no, I, like I think it's like a, a slow cook beat them twenty four ten. Yeah, yeah like I, I uh, Michigan State's like Wisconsin doesn't have a bunch of studs on defense, but they're good, well coached. Jim Leonard's going to be head coach. Team, yeah, and Michigan yeah. State just shoots themselves in the foot constantly on offense. Zach Bond's going to come away with, like, three sacks somehow. <laughs> it's a classic Wisconsin game. Um, no, for sure. I wasn't going to say. I forget already. Losing, losing your mind? Yeah, I think I am. I got distracted in my own mind. Uh, okay. Because, again, ESPN never lets us down. Four o'clock on ESPN. Iowa State going to Morgantown to take on West Virginia. Iowa State 10-point favorites. Does ESPN just, like, they're like, let's... Let's get the worst games because we just know people are addicted. We'll watch whatever the fuck we put on. Hey, hey, West Virginia covered in Morgantown last week. Um, I think it was a bit of a fluke. I'm taking Iowa State to cover. Yo, Brock know. Purdy's amazing. Brock Purdy's pretty good, no, man. Like yeah, legit, like Brock Purdy QB three in twenty uh, twenty one draft now. I, I've seen it. I know. Yeah, and I'm gonna go ahead and say he's my QB one already. Haven't watched the tape on him, but. It's my QB one already. Overfield Dan Lawrence, respect, <laughs> and Sean Clifford who runs a four three. Um, Sean Clifford is the fastest person in America. Okay, I don't think Austin Kendall's very good. No, he's not. He was like he was alright. I think that was bad. his best game though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like West Virginia just really doesn't. I think this part of the reason Dana Holgerson left kind of left the cupboard bare. He did for real, man. Eh? And like. Their best prospect was Kenny Robinson, who got kicked off the school and was going to the XFL. So, uh, or, or Colt McKivitz, who I believe Tony Pauline says is a first-round pick. So, uh, But, yeah, um, I'm going to take Iowa State as well. They're, they play good defense. I like Brock Purdy a lot. Um, Matt Campbell. Yeah, yeah, like, I, although I do really like Neil Brown, like, Matt Campbell's one of the best coaches in football, I think. How long of a leash do you think Neil Brown has in West Virginia? Like they're gonna make a bowl, maybe. Actually, I don't, I don't know. know. Five and seven seems more likely. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I think he'll have like I like Neil Brown, and he did a great me job too. At Troy. But yeah, I he think did. like he's get, he gets three years to get this thing going. It also depends what, what I don't know what West Virginia thinks of themselves. Yeah, I mean. I know what I think of West Virginia. Yeah. I, I love West Virginia. I love West Virginia, too, but this is not the Big East West Virginia Pat White. This, like, Will Greer was a very specific situation where they got a guy who was suspended at a previous school and transferred out to a specific system of being the air raid under Holgerson. Yeah. Like, I think eight wins is what West Virginia should aim for. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they they won eight games last year, and that was like the best. Yeah, it's weird. It's a it's a weird situation for them just with the Colgerson leaving. Yeah. Like, anyways, uh, okay, seven thirty on ABC. Number ten, Penn State, uh, going to Kinnick to take on number seventeen, Iowa. Penn State three point favorites. Penn State's undefeated. This is their first kind of real game. Uh, yeah, I think that this um, game is a good way to gauge. How good Penn State is, how good Iowa is, and how good Michigan is. <laughs> like if Penn fair. State I mean, rolls Iowa, that's a bad look for Michigan. If Iowa pulls the upset and it's 
feels kind of upsetty. It does. I mean, Kinnick at night. um, Exactly. Coming off a kind of a letdown performance in the big house. It's a good revenge game. Penn State's undefeated. Their hype's starting to kind of quietly build. But uh, I'm, uh, it, it does it, it does feel very set up for a uh, for an Iowa classic Iowa. My win. only issue is Iowa's ranked. I think that's the problem. I, I agree, and I'm taking Penn State to cover. And it's only three. If points. Iowa wasn't ranked, I swear to God, I would take them. It's, it's such backwards thinking, but I 100 percent agree. Yeah, um, Sean Clifford. We talked about he's the fastest quarterback on earth. Uh, no person, person on earth. Yeah. The Iowa offense is really stale. You've got some dudes up front yeah. in Penn State front seven who are playmakers, Micah Parsons, Gitter, Grossman Toast, who that matchup, him, if he gets going against, I mean, either Alaric Jackson or Tristan Wirfs, that's a really that's a, that's fun game for yeah. him. Uh, yeah. And then, like, I know Penn State struggles to run the ball, but Sean Clifford and K.J. Hamler have been throwing it all over the yard. It's true. Uh, I just think Penn State ultimately has more firepower. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, seven thirty on NBC. Everyone will be watching USC take on number nine Notre Dame. Uh, the Fighting Irish, eleven and a half point favorites. Um, it's in South Bend. I'm taking the Irish. I, yeah, I don't even feel like I have to say anything else. I agree. I mean, is anyone going to be watching this game with a like one Florida? Oh, Siri, sorry. Oh, welcome to the show. Interesting. Uh, that just means move on. Okay, 8 p.m. ESPN. Uh, number 7, Florida. At number 5, LSU. LSU, 13-point favorites. What game are you more excited for, this or the Red River Wobbly? This. Um, I, I, I'm more excited for it. I am more excited for this, although, like, they're obviously both great games, because I just think the overall defensive prospects on both sides, and then yeah. seeing Joe Burrow against a real team, whereas, like, Jalen Hurts could go off against Texas, and I don't th- – because the Texas secondary is so banged up, like, I don't think yeah. it's nearly as great as Joe Burrow taking down Florida. No, I, I mean – no, no, no. For a prospect perspective, I agree with you that this game is more interesting. For for, uh, for, for college football. football, it's definitely the Red River rivalry. Okay, okay. I'm just making sure. Um, I keep making it clear that I don't like watching this Florida football Me team. Um, I just want to see Joe Burrow – uh, go ahead and cook them, and I want to see the LSU defense be all over that Florida I offense. Agree. I think it's I think it's going to happen. Thirteen points is a lot, but uh, it's in the Bayou at night. Like it's just it's, it's something different down there, Rob. LSU We're rolls. both biased towards LSU. I think I love, I love LSU. LSU as well. I really like Joe Burrow. Like not not even just as a prospect, but just like as a person, and he's really fun to watch. Um. They they have secretly a really great receiver core. I don't even know if it's a secret anymore. Um, and then yeah, defensively, every level they got dudes like Rashard Lawrence, mm-hmm. uh, Clavon Chason, Jacob Phillips, Grant Delpit, Christian Fulton, Derek Stingley. And it's like the <laughs> Florida. I think Grenard's been a really great bright spot for them. But like C.J. Henderson's been a bit of a letdown. Jabari Zuniga's been banged up for multiple games. He hasn't played. Yeah. And, like, I don't trust Kyle Trask against a legitimate defense. Um, Agreed. They, 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 like, fumbled on their first, like, three possessions against Auburn or something. Like, I just, yeah, like, I think Florida's kind of a fake number seven. Man, honestly, low-key, LSU-Alabama is, like, one of my favorite games Me every too. year, and I'm so excited for it this year. Me too. Yeah, L- LSU is one of, like, the six schools who matter this season. 
Um, and that makes me happy. Um, and I'm going to be so sad when Bama just goes and kicks her ass. No, this is the year. Joe, Burrow, Joe Burrow's uh, built different. I hope so. Cause it's, I mean, uh, don't get my hopes up. Bro. All right, that's going to do it for us here at Seven Rounds in Heaven. AJ, any plugs? Uh, any beer you want to plug? Yeah, um, it's pumpkin season, Rob. It's October. Things are spooky right now. Just go get a pumpkin beer. In I it. totally, totally agree. I'm going to get some in me on Thursday. Congratulations. Uh, hey, go to armchairmedianetwork.com. You can listen to our other podcasts, Rest in the Starters, cover the general NFL. You can listen to all kinds of podcasts. You can read my NFL rookie power rankings or my NFL draft column or head to profootballnetwork.com and read all kinds of NFL content. Thank. Can I do... Can I do one more plug, Rob? Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Our American friends and listeners, uh, start celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving, too. We celebrate American Thanksgiving. It's slightly frowned upon. We take those two days off and watch football. Start taking the Monday I'm, off. I've been uh, skipping it's, it's, school on American Thanksgiving since the age of 15. Yeah, I don't think I've been to school on that Thursday since grade 6. Yeah. So... We do it up here. Do it down there. Get two Thanksgivings. It's great. Hey, we're ending on that. Goodbye.